Is less really more? This is Anita Joyce here with Kelly Wilkness, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks. And today's episode is More Style, Less Stuff. And I do love this topic, Kelly, and I think we've been dancing around it for quite a while, but I think it's time for us to come out and be very clear about our thoughts about how to do this and what we're talking about. Yeah, you know, I'm really surprised in all the episodes that we've done, we've really never focused and honed in on this exact concept. So I'm really excited to share this and our thoughts about this with everyone today. We definitely talk about it and we talk about getting rid of stuff and where you can put stuff, but I don't think we've approached it from this angle. And it's so true. You don't need a lot to have wonderful, impactful style. Right. And this episode is not about decluttering. It's not about downsizing. Those are kind of ancillary topics, but it's it's really kind of how you can have great style, but it doesn't really require a lot of stuff. Yes. And I'll add in, it's not about how to achieve a minimalist style or look. That's a no. whole different thing. No. This is a this is a lifestyle. This is approach. This is an attitude. Mm-hmm. This is a way to get more with less. Let's start with, I think, where a lot of people are. And I think we just talked with a client who was there who has fabulous, fabulous style, fabulous ideas, amazing house, but was overwhelmed with so many choices and trying to add so much in the space. And I think that's what a lot of people have going on. They have all these ideas, all this stuff, and they're trying to make it all work. It's very overwhelming and uh, it's not working because it's probably just, well, for one thing, it's too much. Yeah, it's too much. If you have too much, stop it. That's where we're at today. <laughs> so, yeah, it's definitely clear that more stuff will not transform your space and give it more style. You just can't keep adding more on. It's not the way to develop a look. It's not the way to achieve a real stylistic decorator pro type home like all of you either have or want or in your process of getting. Whatever your look or style is, you want to achieve it with less of all that stuff. And by doing that, you can really ramp up the style element. Yes. And I think what you said is um, so true. Oh, gosh, what was that you said? Sorry. <laughs> gosh, I'm so brilliant. Let me, let, me, let me think. What did I say? Hey, we're recording it. We'll be able to play it back later and we can see what I said. Is it about being true to yourself? Oh, I, I know what it was. This is so true. I think sometimes people look at their house and it doesn't look quite right. And I, the solution seems to be that everyone takes, you know what the solution is, add more stuff. And you know what? Usually that's not the solution. So I know how we get here where we, it's just a lot of stuff thrown into the house. I think another thing that happens is 
There's a $20 item. We see it at Target. It's cute. Mm. It's on trend. It's kind of interesting. But guess what? It's 50% off. And who can who can walk away mm. from that 50% off, uh, you know, on trend thing at Target? So you buy it. And then you buy another one. And then you buy another one. And guess what? You've spent, then you've spent $100 without thinking. You've bought five things that you kind of like, but you really bought it because they were 50% off. So they're kind of interesting. They're in your house. They're cluttering your house, dare I say. And then after a year or two, you're kind of like, you know what? I don't really like them anymore. Out they go. And you're out $100. Whereas you could have just found this one thing that spoke to you, that you loved, that it was something that you collect, something that has meaning for you, something that you adore. You spend the $100, you get the one thing instead of five, so it doesn't feel like it's good a deal, and maybe you paid full price. But this is something that is meaningful to you, that adds brilliance to the space, and that you're going to keep 20, 30 years down the road. I think there are three key elements, if you will, to achieve the fabulous style with less stuff. One is organization. That's pretty self-explanatory. We've talked about organization before. People go crazy when we talk about organization. I know they love it. There's all these blogs that are dedicated to organization. So obviously people want that help, need that help, have it on their mind, but you all know what it is. We don't need to go deep into what organization is because it's particular to each person, but obviously everything needs a place. There's a place for everything, all of that. If you have piles of stuff everywhere, it's impossible to have style in your home. So you got to get rid of that stuff. And if it's stuff you need, then you find a filing cabinet for it. Or if it's extra linens, then you find a place for it. But you can certainly organize and purge and pare down. So that's my number one key element. The second is curation. You need to selectively edit. You can't as Anita was just saying, keep going to, through the target aisle or keep popping into home goods or even great vintage pieces. Sometimes there's just too much of it. And maybe you're displaying too much of it. So curate it. Get rid of the stuff that was, you know, on trend for a year or six months or, you know, you bought for 50 or 75% off and you never really liked in the first place. Get rid of that stuff. Pare it down to what you really love, selectively edit even your collections, and maybe rotate them out. There's a great quote that I'm sure you've all heard. Maybe you don't know who said it, but it's William Morris, who was in the 1800s. He was an English textile designer, and he said, there should be nothing in your house that you do not know to be useful or believe to be beautiful. Now, Mm -hmm. I think that really aids in activating this curation, if you keep that running through your head, I think it's better than the joy that everybody was talking about for the last couple of years. Because, you know, a potato peeler doesn't necessarily bring you joy unless you really have this, you know, Zen moment when you're peeling potatoes. But you you need a potato peeler. You don't need three, but you need one. So pick the good one and keep that one. So I like that quote better than this spark joy because Stuff like potato peels don't spark joy generally. The third thing is kind of maybe where the magic comes in, the authenticity. So everything in your home should speak to you on some level. Everything doesn't have to be handmade by your grandmother or something your kids made. It has to be authentic to you. Does that make you feel really good? Maybe the thing you got in the clearance aisle really speaks to you and and has some meaning for you 
beyond the fact that it was a great price and it was fun to buy. That's okay to have things like that. Authenticity is things that speak to you, not things that speak to your favorite blogger, not things that speak to the person who handed it down to you, not things that speak to Anita and I either. It's what speaks to you. So again, my three keys to achieving great style with less stuff, organization, curation, and authenticity. Wow. That's fantastic. I love all of those. And I think rather than constantly buying new stuff, because some people get bored easily. And so you feel like I need a fix. I need a fix. I need to buy something. Well, you know what? Maybe you don't need to buy something. Maybe you just need to rotate things or just buy one thing, add it to one room. And then you kind of play musical chairs where you're moving something from one room so that there's something new in each room. Uh, So, I mean, there's a lot of things you can do to kind of mix things up and add some excitement and add some freshness without going and buying new things. And I'm not saying don't buy things, but I'm just saying be very mindful about what you buy and just bring in stuff that does really speak to you, that is your style, that is meaningful to you, like you said. I mean, I think you really do want to kind of focus on your life, how you live your life, your family, what you love. And to me, it's kind of like the French live. They don't really decorate their homes. Now, you know, I do like a decorated house, but I think it's kind of about surrounding yourself more with the things you love than focused on this this perfect decorating scheme. I always think of when uh, John F. Kennedy Jr. was speaking about his mom after she passed away, and he said she was surrounded by the things she loved. She was surrounded by her books. It sounded so sweet to me that she had these things that she really loved so much and the people that she loved that were near to her. And I'm thinking, I will take that any day over everything that's just perfectly decorated in a room. I want the things that are meaningful to me. So focus on, like you said, uh, buy it because you love it. Don't buy it because it's on sale. Don't buy it because it's the latest thing. Uh, Fewer high quality things rather than a lot of mm, so-so things. So it's not really about the money, but it's just really about things that really speak to you. So I think also I want to say a house overflowing with stuff, even if it's all good stuff, that's stressful. Oh, yeah. It's keeping the beautiful pieces and getting rid of the rest. It kind of reminds me when we moved into this house, I got rid of so many things because even though the houses were the same size, this one is an open concept and I hardly had any wall space And because it's open concept, you just can't put as much furniture in because you don't have as many walls. I really enjoyed kind of saying, these are my favorite things and these are the things I don't really care that much about. And those are the things I'm going to get rid of. And so it's kind of nice to go through your house every now and then and pull out those favorite things and uh, get rid of the stuff that you're not really so crazy about. Yeah, I want to touch on a few things that you said, which I think are key points. Anita is famous for taking pieces from one room and making them work in another room in her home. And I do the same. And we have talked to you all about having a limited color palette uh, and having things of quality, being able to do this, rotate something out and getting that fun, quick fix. You can completely change a room by even just adding a chair or switching out a chair from a different room or taking a piece of art and moving it, taking a mirror and moving it even just switching pillows around. So if you follow the idea of a limited color palette as well, that is going to open up all the possibilities to you of kind of taking all your 
if you will, sort of all your pieces, everything that you have here in your house, and sort of just shifting them around to creating new feelings, new vibes, new perspective in each room, rather than going and adding something in. And another thing I wanted to touch on that Anita mentioned, I think you used the word constant. Um, So I'm thinking along those lines, continuous, and I'm thinking continuous curation. Mm -hmm. It isn't something that just stops. You don't just decorate a room and stop, right? And you certainly don't just overfill a room and then just stop and have it sit like that forever or, or worse yet, keep filling it. You need to be continually curating. And I know that both of us do that. And everybody knows what that great feeling is, is to have a bunch of things in your trunk that are going to Goodwill or going to a friend who could really use them or really appreciate them and giving it new life. What is it about that that feels so good? Well, sure, maybe it's the altruistic feeling of giving or sharing or something like that. But I think really what is the overarching good feeling is that it's out of your house, right? (laughs) You didn't really like it and it was there. And so now it's gone. Ah, you know, and that feels really good. Now don't get the, the, the next feeling, which is now I got to run to home goods and fill it up. No, no, no. Get rid of it. See how it feels as is. You don't have to have things covering every surface. I want you to look at all the things in your house and you can do this. You could do it while you're listening. Look at each thing. And, you know, it might not take long because you might be lo- like thinking love, 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 super love, really love. Oh, we couldn't live without it. But you might get to some pieces where you're like, wah, wah. And those are the pieces you want to say, why is this even here? And think, is it here because it inspires me and makes me feel good? Or is it here because of inertia? Has it just been here? And I just see it or don't see it. Because sometimes you don't even see it when something's been there for so long. So look with a really keen eye at everything in your house. I did this in getting ready for this episode. And it was pretty eye-opening, excuse the pun. I really literally looked at every single thing that I had displayed. I didn't go in the cabinets and I didn't go in any in the basement or the attic. I said, but, but the things that were displayed and I looked at every single thing and I thought to myself, well, why is that here? Is it inspiring me? Is it in- inertia that left it there? And what do I want to do about it? Don't buy something just because there's an empty space on your countertop. Uh, or on a piece of furniture, let it rest, live with that. Uh, Maybe it doesn't need anything, or maybe you can just move something you already have to that space. You know, I would just cut out that knee-jerk reaction to go buy. Just sit back and try some things and uh, just kind of think it through. We're really, you know, it's almost like the difference between someone who's just shoving food in their mouth versus someone who carefully selects everything and tastes it and savors it. Oh, I love that analogy. That is really good. We're going to come right back in a few more minutes and we're going to talk about more of this concept and we're going to tell you what we may have found in our homes that was time to move on. Decorating Tips and Tricks is supported by First Republic Bank with a best-in-class banking app that allows you to bank anywhere, anytime, and a dedicated personal banker when you need one-on-one service. 
First Republic is uniquely positioned to offer the best of both worlds. With this combination of personal attention and convenience, it's no wonder that First Republic Bank has a client satisfaction rating two times industry average. So whether you're opening a personal line of credit or planning for your retirement, you can count on First Republic to be there for you every step of the way. Visit firstrepublic.com today to learn more. That's firstrepublic.com. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. For 50 years, Somfy has been designing and manufacturing motorized solutions for interior and exterior windows and so much more. From shades, blinds, drapes, awnings, rolling shutters, exterior screens, and pergolas, Somfy creates beautiful, reliable, and sustainable solutions for your home. Motorizing your window coverings with Somfy is the perfect solution to so many issues. From those gorgeous but really hard to reach high up windows, you know, the ones with the arches, and all those windows that are just tucked behind furniture and a little hard to get to, Somfy solves the problem. You can also save money by saving energy. The cordless feature of Somfy is also really safe and gets rid of those unsightly cords. And you can also protect your furniture from UV rays. Somfy can also be part of your smart home. You can regulate it from your phone, your tablet, or even voice control from Alexa. So head over to somfysystems.com slash podcast to get more info. Again, it's Somfy, S-O-M, fysystems.com slash podcast. The ability to read is the foundation of a child's education. Finding the right program to help your child learn to read can be really daunting, especially when that child is struggling to recognize and sound out words. I know because I had such a child. Facing the challenges of learning to read, my family turned to Hooked on Phonics. Hooked on Phonics has been the most trusted program to help kids learn to read for over 35 years. Trusted with proven results. My daughter went from a frustrated reader to a confident reader who literally devours books. Hooked on Phonics is a learn-to-read curriculum that combines an app with hands-on learning shipped right to your home every month. With Hooked on Phonics, you get unlimited access to the app along with workbooks for practice and reinforcement, plus storybooks written specifically to build that ever-important confidence in reading. The Hooked on Phonics lessons take less than 20 minutes and the curriculum is guaranteed to help your child learn to read. So give your child the skill and confidence reading brings with Hooked on Phonics. Head to Hooked on Phonics, P-H-O-N-I-C-S dot com slash D-T-T and you'll get your first month for only one dollar. That's Hooked on Phonics dot com slash D-T-T for your first month for only one dollar. What's better than a healthy, delicious meal? Well, one that's delivered to your door. What's better yet? A healthy, delicious meal that's delivered to your door with our special deal. Green Chef gives you that and much more. Green Chef lets you choose from a wide array of easy-to-follow recipes perfect for keto, paleo, and plant-powered diets, or even if you just want to eat in a more balanced way. Leading a healthier lifestyle and eating better is so easy with Green Chef. There are satisfying home-cooked meals that you can get ready in a flash. Everything is hand-picked, featuring organic veggies, high-quality protein, delivered to your door pre-measured and mostly prepped in insulated packaging. I am loving the Italian shrimp pesto, perfect for a summer evening. We have this amazing deal. It's even better than the one before. 
Go to greenchef.com slash DTT100 and use the code DTT100 to get $100, yep, 100 bucks off your order, including free shipping. So that's DTT100 at greenchef.com. I loved Anita's food analogy, and I do try to eat slower and savor everything. So why shouldn't you be doing that with your decor as well? Exactly. So steer clear of those trends unless they're speaking to you. Collect the things you love. Uh, You know, I think so many times we buy something because it's the right color. I'm so guilty of this. Oh, it's the right color. I need something for this room. I mean, when I didn't have a lot of stuff, this is what I did. And, And that stuff is all gone now. That was a mistake. If I had waited till it was something I really loved, and guess what? Maybe even the wrong color, I'd probably <laughs> still have that that item to this day. So I think those are all uh, important. And so, you know, the style, your style and your happiness with your home really isn't about throwing a lot of random stuff in your house. I think it's about being more mindful about your life and about how you're reflecting your life in your home, how you're reflecting your style, and kind of thinking it through. I mean, I think another thing is sometimes we love about 15 different styles and we're trying to make them all work in our home. Well, you might be able to pull that off, but you might not. So I think that's something to think about. And you know, usually people can look at their home and tell you whether it's working or not. The harder step is to figure out what you need to do to fix it. But if you know you have a lot of different styles, if it feels like it's not working, then try to pull some of those things out. And I mean, that would be the first step, I would say, if you feel like your house doesn't look right, try pulling some things out first uh, before you do anything else, before you go buy something to fix it. And I love what you've talked about in the past is embracing the empty space. So maybe you want to talk a little bit about that now, because I think it's really appropriate when talking about this whole concept of having fabulous style with less stuff, because people sometimes are afraid of the empty spaces, just like people are afraid of a conversation, not constantly talking. You don't have to fill the void all the time. That's so true. And I think that is, again, a knee-jerk reaction. And I think someone who's just starting out has that feels like, oh, it's all got to, everything's got to be covered. I need to have everything every place. But you know what? It's okay to have a dresser with maybe just a lamp on it or just, you know, a lamp and maybe one or two other things. It doesn't need to be all covered. And, you know, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you're a minimalist. I just think that the, the tendency is to go too much. So I would pull some things out and then see if it looks better. Now, when you first do this, if you're not used to it, it's going to feel bare, it's going to feel empty, and you're going to want so bad to put something in that space. But just live with it for a few weeks and see if you don't like it better. Uh, but yeah, there are empty spaces and you have to develop a comfort level with these empty spaces. But this is a part of good design. You've got to have some places to let your eye rest. Exactly. So don't think about it as empty or void or nothing. That space is adding to the overall style. It's integral to having a great looking home, having great style is to exactly what Anita said, leaving that little pause, just that little break, because you can't appreciate so many items. It's just overwhelmed. Your your eye and your mind just can't take it all in. So then it's just kind of everything becomes sort of blurry. And the, 
the style does not leap out at you. It's just, it's just too much. So I, I, my own home, when you're, if you're sitting in the dining room and if you're familiar with my setup, I have that love seat in my dining room, which if you sat on it, you'd be looking towards the living room. And so there's an opening to the living room. On one side, there's wall space. On the other side, there's wall space. Now, I have debated so many times sitting there. Probably my family thinks like, what is she doing? Like staring <laughs> off into space. But I have a wonderful vintage map of Pasadena that the prior owner had left for me. And it's wonderful and it's authentic. And he put a little... You know, like a little red star, like you would get years and years and years ago, maybe on your report card or your homework from a teacher. You put one of those little stars where our house is on it. So it's so special. And it's in a big old vintage frame. And I kept thinking, I need something on that other side. It just looks a little bare. But I couldn't figure out what to put there, what would complement it. And one day it just dawned on me, no, you know, that's the space in this room where it should have nothing. I don't need to be nailing plates on the wall. I don't need to find another map. I don't need to do anything like that. So on the floor there, I have a nice size plant, but it's not filling the whole space, but it just kind of softens the edges of the furniture. And that is enough. And so that is an example in my home where I really was like, okay, you know, I'm jonesing to put something there. I got to find something. <laughs> and after much deliberation, I decided, no, that's mm -hmm. where it needs to rest. There's enough going on. There's bay windows. I've got some other stuff. I've got the chandelier. You know, there's enough going on in that room. There needs to be a space where it's just quiet. Yes. And, you know, you can try this with furniture too. And what I like to do is if I think a room's too crowded, but I'm really nervous about maybe getting rid of a piece of furniture is I pull it out, put it in the garage or put it in the hallway or you know, some room that's not being used that much. Just set it aside while you think about it. But you can't just pull it out and look at it in five minutes and decide because it's going to look bare because your eye is used to seeing that piece of furniture there. You take it out and you live with it for at least a week, but don't get rid of it yet. So give yourself time, and, and then it's not going to feel scary if you give yourself a week or two to think about it. Then after a week or two, if you feel like, you know what, I like this room so much better without that piece, then you can go on and give it to somebody or sell it or, um, you know, move it on somewhere. I mean, I think that, that that's very helpful to know that it's reversible for at least a couple weeks while you're you're thinking about it and you know when you're developing your style too you know give yourself some time uh don't feel like you have to come up with your style uh, to figure it out in a week or two or even a year it's really something that evolves over time and i think that you're going to end up with a beautiful style if you kind of let it marinate and let it uh you're just you're going to grow over time and don't so as part of that don't worry about filling up your house quickly like we were saying like if you're newly starting out with a brand new house don't feel like you have to fill up the entire house I mean what what I did when, when we were first married was I just kind of focused on one room and then when I got the living room kind of the where I was pretty happy with it then I moved on to our bedroom and I just kind of did one room at a time because you just it's too overwhelming they're all all the rooms are going to not look right to you if you're doing them all at the same time so just try to get one the way you like it, and then move on to another room. Oh, I like the way you flipped the whole topic because it's true. We we started out with the whole approach where people are going to have too much stuff. But you're right. If someone's just starting out or they're 
moving to a new place and they decided they want a whole new look and they got rid of everything else. They don't have anything. They're starting in a new location or something like that. You may be starting from scratch. So yeah, I love that advice. Don't just run out and fill it all up. You know, we've said that before, you know, style is not two shopping carts at home goods in one afternoon. That is not style. <laughs> yeah. It's very important to also understand that knowing what to let go is just as important as what you keep or add. Okay. So as Anita said, you're not sure. It's not an obvious, oh my gosh, I can't even believe I still have this thing. Let's give it to Goodwill. If it's hmm, you know, something on your edge, you kind of put it in a holding pattern, put it in purgatory for a little while and let it sit there until you really know. And you might think, oh, I didn't like that piece in that particular room or it's not necessary in that room, but maybe you'll find another home for it within your own house, right? You could move it into another room. Yeah. And I liked what you said too, to kind of be developing your own style rather than trying to exactly copy someone else. I think it's great to be inspired by other people. And I certainly am all the time, but you know, you don't want it to be exactly like somebody else's unless you just like everything about it. I mean, so it's really kind of a developing your own style, getting that confidence and getting that connection with, with the things in your house so that, uh, you know, it just, it really speaks to you. I'm very inspired by our IG feature today, and I am so excited to be sharing her. Do you want to tell everybody who that is? It's Spackle and Shine, a DTT listener. And Ashley! Ashley! Yes, Ashley is <laughs> Fabulous. She has a gorgeous account. I love that she says she has Versailles taste on a Pittsburgh budget. <laughs> I love it too. And when you look at her home, you would think it was in France, not in Pittsburgh. Oh my gosh. And I've had an opportunity to see some of the before pictures of that house and they may be on her account as well. But it's unbelievable what our girl Ashley has done to her home. Yes, she did a one-room challenge in this bedroom, and it's really just amazing what she did. She put in a faux fireplace and molding, a big French mirror, this stunning shandy in the room, and a beautiful bed, and uh, it, she just went over the top with it in a in a very beautiful way, no. and so I think you're going to really yeah. enjoy her Instagram feed and uh, and say hi when you follow Ashley. Oh, Ashley, we love you. We love your Instagram. You go, girl. We're so proud of everything you've been doing. And you're just such a great friend to know. So thanks for being part of Team DTT and a listener and uh, letting us get to know you. So everybody should definitely check out Ashley's IG, Spackle and Shine. Okay. Before we get to our crushes today, I have something exciting to share. Another DTT listener has developed this terrific product. Her name is Claire. And it's from the Claire Life is her business. And she sent it to me and just sort of said, hey, you know, if you like it, would you mind just maybe sharing it? Of course, Claire. So it's a, a, a sink caddy that if you have a double sink, you can sit this on the partition between your two sinks and it can hold your sponge and it can hold your dishwashing liquid. And it even comes with its own container for the dishwashing liquid with a really pretty spout. And it comes in black and white and this marble version. And it's fantastic. And we're so proud of you, Claire. And we hope you sell zillions and zillions and zillions of them. We will have the link to Claire's life and her sink caddy in the show notes. Let's talk about our crushes. Mine is for anyone who is a silver lover. And so I'm talking about someone who has silver jewelry or who collects 
any other kind of silver, silver napkin rings, silver trays, silver teapots, silver fork spoons and knives, silver plate or sterling. You're going to want this. It is a horse hair brush to clean your silver. And so, you know, a toothbrush has plastic bristles and that is going to scratch your silver. So you don't want to use that. But the horse hair is very gentle and I'm sure no horses were harmed in the you know, the brushes, uh, for the horse hair. Um, cause they so, get it from the horse barber. After well, yeah, cause they, the exactly, horse has a haircut. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. They can just trim their hair and get it. This is not a glue factory. This is just no, hair. exactly. Exactly. So, uh, but it's perfect for cleaning silver. So if you are, you can use it to clean all that intricate detail. If the tarnish is very, very light, you can actually buff and polish it with the brush. Isn't that interesting? Oh, so without a polish, just just without polish. If it's a very, very light tarnish, Mm -hmm. but if if that doesn't work, you know, you're going to have to get the polish out. But you know, when you polish silver, how it leaves all that white and all the nooks and crannies. I don't polish the silver. Brush. Okay. Oh my. God. I like okay. the patina, but yes, if I was to do that, and probably if I was going to actually, uh, you know, use my set that I've had myself, uh, I would probably polish that. My well, you know, my I don't wedding know if you've set. ever seen silver somewhere that has the white. Let me put it that way. I think I might have seen that some other okay. places. Well, that's the problem because you can't get the sponge or the cloth into all those uh, crevices to clean out the dried polish. This brush is going to get all of that out and very gently and take care of your silver. And again, it's, it works on jewelry as well. And maybe I would like polishing silver. I have to say, I've never really done it. It could be like an active meditation, like sweeping or raking or something like that. It might like really it's like, like zen to do it. Yes, yes that's, it's, it's relaxing, like ironing. I actually like, like it. You like ironing. Yeah, so that might be for well, the same reason. It's something messy that you make very neat and tidy. And in just a few minutes, you're done. It's not like cleaning a house. Right. And then you've accomplished something too. So that sort of checks all the boxes. Exactly. Okay. So, so what's your crush? Well, Anita, do you think we'll still be podcasting when we're each 87? I think so. Don't you? <laughs> well, yeah. We'll be on episode 4,999. But Jane Goodall is 87 and she just started a podcast. So wow. go Jane. I don't know if you've heard of the Jane Goodall Hope cast. Oh, of course, everyone knows who Jane Goodall is. Scientist, activist, storyteller, icon, fabulous woman. Well, she was looking around and listening and everybody is kind of feeling down and upset about climate change and what's happening to the pollinators and all the things that are going on in the globe. And she wanted to bring some hope and find stories and people who were doing things to make a difference and also who have real hope that we're going to turn this whole thing around. So she says, let's get curious, grow in compassion, take action, and build a better world for all together. It's a wonderful podcast. And just listening to her voice, it's very soothing. I had listened to her masterclass when we had that, um, when Peter had got me the subscription to masterclass. And it was so enjoyable. And I have to say, I would listen to Jane sometimes when I wanted to snooze because she's just very relaxing to hear her voice. But the podcast is 
wonderful. It's her. And then she has these fantastic interviews. She interviewed Dave Matthews from the Dave Matthews band not too long ago. Apparently he's doing all kinds of amazing things with animals. Interesting. And yeah. And they prospered, like all these people. And then this young girl, I think she's maybe 13 or something. And she's all about having a plant-based diet. And she's talking with Jane and just all these things that people are doing that are bringing hope bringing change, and I highly re recommend it. For anybody who is interested in Jane Goodall or planet Earth, I'd tune in. That sounds wonderful. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's a good one. I think she's only got about 13 episodes, but, um, you know, she's she's got so many years ahead of her. Who knows how much she might have as many as we do soon. Probably. So it was so much fun. I love talking about this whole concept because I think it is so important on so many levels. But yeah, if you can get less stuff and more style, more power to you. So thanks so much for hanging out with us today. And remember, we are here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time.